and we're just <laughs> i mean we are church of christ oh well, we we were are are you still i don't know no <laughs> i also don't care yeah i mean you know it is what it is yeah i but. love to, so I, I still go to stones river and i love telling people i'm church of christ ish yeah yeah <laughs> I know. I well, I grew. See, it was it was different for me because I grew up Church of Christ, but my mom and dad were divorced, so I would go visit my dad, and he went to a Baptist church. So every other weekend, I went to a Baptist church. Every other I, weekend, you were Baptist, right? So I told Dean about this, and he was like, "You filthy mud blood." <laughs> I love Dean. <laughs> I love Dean so much. Dean, our our good friend over at Meeple Town. Meeple, that's such a like a weird word. Like meeple, it's very throat, like a back yes. of you can't. It's not a front of the mouth sound. It's not like meeple. No, me. Yeah. Me me me. Yeah, you, you say it with your neck. Meeple. Me. <laughs> <laughs> what show were you watching? I can guess what movie you were watching. Uh, I've been watching Invincible. On Amazon, uh, which is um, a animated okay yeah. uh, superhero movie or show rather, and it's by the same creator that did The Walking Dead. I thought so. That's Kirkman, isn't it? Yeah. So it's got uh, it's actually got the guy that plays Glenn is the main character in this show, and um, you know the the kind of violence you would come to expect from somebody who wrote The Walking Dead is exactly what you get with this show, and um, so it is not for kids. It's got the same art style. In fact, I haven't paid attention to who the animator is, but I I've got a feeling it's at least one of the same animators that does the Justice League stuff for DC, because the animation style is exactly the same. Huh. Um, or it appears to be anyway, maybe it might just be one of those things that's like, it's influenced by that possibly, but it, yeah. it's good. It, I mean, it's intense. It, I'm taking it really slow because there are some episodes and it ends and I'm just like, holy moly, that was intense. <laughs> but there's, um, eight episodes, I think. And I'm on episode seven so i'm almost done and it's already been renewed for season two and season three so that is quite the show of faith yes so they're they've got some faith in it and i i don't blame them at all i mean it's a very good story uh it's very captivating so it's basically the the thought process of like uh okay so like another superhero show that's on amazon that we've talked about before on here is the boys and the boys is kind of says, ask the question, okay, what if superhuman superpowers actually were real in like real life and how awful people are and how you know they would end up basically all becoming villains because, you know, we don't have the strong moral compass of like Batman or Superman, like we're corrupt individuals. Uh, so that's what the boys explores. What Invincible explores is, yeah, what if superpowers were real, but what a burden that would be to have superpowers. Okay. And just how it would just ruin your life. That's a, that's a thought I've often pondered 
in the sense of like if you're the protagonist of a story like no one has a happy origin story not really it's always no. like something hit the fan which you know i think most people would argue that that's when you become the strongest is when you survive something that was really tough and really hard and you come out the other side you're typically you know majority of the time a better person when you come out the other side yeah you learned a lot along the way look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane nope no 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 superheroes here just jay and john welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear they didn't ask us. So we got deep, so welcome to yeah, another well, episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is my co-host, John. If, if this is someone's first episode, I almost want to apologize, but I, I'm not going to because it's like, welcome in. We're real people talking about real things, and also very, very not real things. Yes. Later on. We'll get to those later. Yes, very, very not real things that are, in a way, related to real things, because that's how we, you know, that's how we as humans have always processed the things that have happened to us, is we create stories. And that's exactly what we do here, is we enjoy those stories that have been, I feel like we've just started an NPR episode. I feel like for it to be an NPR episode... I'm going to have to get right up next to my microphone and talk in a very even-toned, borderline, just like, excuse me, sir, you're being too loud, this is a library type voice. It usually gets really dark, and then you're just like, oh gosh, I need to listen to something really fun, like, yeah, they didn't ask us. We got a, lot, we got, we got a few things, we got, so we got the news segment, and there's quite a bit to digest there, um few theories i'd like to flesh out with john on what i think is going to happen with a few things most of this is concerned with the mcu we also have a new show that we are going to be reviewing on this podcast this is kind of it's kind of become a thing hadn't it how we've been it started with uh, scarlet witch and uh, vision Mm mm-hmm and now it's going into, or, or then we did Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and now we've got the Bad Batch. My only hope is that the Bad Batch actually takes us up until Loki. Me too. Uh, the Loki has actually, which that's part of the new, well, you know, let's just go ahead and jump in, shall we? So Loki has been moved. Originally, it was going to be released on Fridays, like everything else has been on uh disney plus but they've decided to push it to wednesdays so wednesdays are the new fridays apparently as far as that's what they said on the little teaser trailer and so it's going to be coming out june 9th okay yeah so actually not very far at all i was about to say that's what like four weeks from today i think yeah from from when we're I almost said filming when we're recording. Yes, I believe so. I'm gonna double check because I posted it on the Facebook page. So if you actually follow us on Facebook, you would have known this before I talked about it. That's your encouragement. 
did the i so i saw that it got pushed to wednesdays but did the article mention any sort of like rationale or was it just maybe like they saw so the first episode of the bad batch released on may the 4th the star wars day which was a tuesday correct so i wonder if they thought you know maybe we could we could try to capitalize on midweek stuff maybe i you know i could see it kind of being like a test you know, because I know there's a lot of people that do, you know, they look forward to Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, Friday, we're going to have a new episode of our show. And and I think it might be one of those things where they're about to start releasing more shows at the same time. So they might need to release, you know, they want everybody to watch the show. Because the goal is really to have everybody watch the show on the day it's released. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're probably thinking, well, if we do like a, a, you know, a release where we have a release on Wednesday and Friday, that way they're not competing for attention and all the attention can be given to one thing at a time. That's my theory. I think that has a lot more credence than, than my second theory, which was going to be things are... are almost starting to normalize again maybe and by that it means that more movies are getting theatrical releases could be so i it could, could see that be too. and i don't i don't know why disney would do this because like you say they want everyone to watch everything of theirs but i don't know why they would be like you know what we'll get away from fridays people might want to be itching to get back out to the movies i don't know i think it's some weird type of jumble of everything I, I have no idea. I'm gonna. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Loki. I'm gonna watch it regardless. Oh yeah, but yes, June 9th for sure is when the release date is now. So that's pretty exciting. So we're gonna get it two days early. Woo woo! Which I am very excited for this show. I watched the trailer again the other day, and it just looks so good. It just left me saying, "Wow, wow, wow." Yeah. <laughs> oh man Owen Wilson and is everybody so knows exactly who we're talking about that's I, the best part I hope so uh, that's Owen Wilson by the way if if you someone's weren't. very confused somewhere like oh wow they real wow <laughs> they keep they're really shocked about this aren't they <laughs> um all right so Venom let there be carnage oh, trailer release has come out john thoughts about this so i i went into the first venom um very low expectations same here because i know really next to nothing about the character and to be completely honest i still don't even after watching the movie but i'm really excited for this i think it can be i don't think it's going to be good i think it's going to be fun yes my expectations are still very low, and uh, yes, same thing, it, which that's how I walked out of the first movie as well. I said, well, was it good? Eh, no, not exactly, but was it fun? Yes, and yes. I enjoyed it. It was better than it should have been. Yes. I will. I will say that. A little bit, I felt the same way about Sonic. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, it wasn't good. But we walked away saying, you know, that was fun. Yeah. And a lot better than it should have been. Yes. So, yeah. 
When is it? When is it scheduled release? Sometime in June as well. My birthday, September twenty fourth. Oh, I was really off. Yes, you were. Man, sometimes every now and then, just like incredible <laughs> optimism seeps through, and then it's just like hammered back down. It's like no, don't. Four months. Okay, that's all right. Hey, to be fair, originally it was going to come out over the summer, and they pushed it back. That's so. fair. You may have been thinking about one of the other 20 dates that they had for this thing. Dang it. So give yourself credit where credit is due. Um, Finn Whitrock is going to be playing Guy Gardner in the new Green Lantern series that's going to be coming to HBO. Has I saw that, and I'm concerned, not because of him, but because that's the first name I've seen attached to the project. Right, so it's so- like his... This is going to be the main focus is Guy Gardner. I'm worried that Guy Gardner is the focus of the show. He's the flattest character of the four main Green Lanterns. I agree. I feel like, I mean, naturally you would think Hal Jordan or even, I mean, heck, even Jon Stewart, you know, just to yeah keep the, you know, I mean, the, the people our age who grew up with the, the Justice League animated shows, right? a lot of people consider Jon Stewart their Green Lantern in the same way people have, like, their James Bond. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I personally, I would love to see a Kyle-focused show because Kyle went through some stuff in the 90s, but, I mean, didn't we all? Um, I just... I don't know. I feel like you could do a lot. Like you could do a couple of episodes on each of them individually and then tie them together. And I feel like that would be really interesting, but I'm, I'm so concerned. Yeah. And you know, kind of like what you said, this doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be the main focus of the show. This is just the first character that we know is going to be in it. So it could be that they've got lots of other characters that they're looking at right now, but they just haven't, hired anybody yet yeah well and sometimes it it only takes one round of auditions right and you just like you see somebody and you're like that's who we want right and it could it could be that type of situation where they've started casting for all these other characters but they're like no we don't need anyone else he's the guy yeah could be he's the he's the guy he is the guy (laughs) guy gardner okay so we know that there is a Superman movie in the okay, a mm-hmm. Superman reboot, mm-hmm. and it is. This is just uh, let me let me be upfront with you guys. This is just rumor, but honestly, there is so much evidence to support this rumor for sure. The Superman that's going to be featured in the new Superman reboot is going to be Superman from Earth 2. For those who don't know, that Superman is black. So, have there been casting rumors yet? The biggest rumor has been Michael B. Jordan. Um, Okay. I... Thirst Trap, I could see it. I uh, personally, I hope, in my opinion, I think that... I know you've said before, I've heard you say on the show before, you think he's a pretty good actor. I do not. I don't feel like he's a very good actor. Bye. I was in the middle of... I waved. I waved. I don't know if he saw. Yes. Hey, Antonio. 
Um, I know you've said that he's, I I don't really think he's a very good actor personally, but so I don't really want him to play that part. Um, of course at the same time, I don't know enough about that Superman to know like what his personality is like. So, you know, he, it could be anybody. Okay. So I'll level with you, Jay. Okay. I'm going to concede your point with Michael B. Jordan, mainly because as much as I do enjoy him. I don't think he would be a good Superman. Okay. And as soon as I heard you say black Superman, I immediately went to John Boyega. Okay. See, I could see that. And actually, I think that would be very fitting because he has a very uh, strong presence, I feel like. And um, the Superman from Earth 2 actually becomes president at one point. Okay, well, he can't do that. He's British. Well... They don't have to know. <gasps> I'm appalled. <laughs> so yes, you, it, it, I could see that. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, a, I would have loved to have seen a younger Will Smith in that role, but we probably that's won't just, get that. That's just Hancock, man. Right. So <laughs> that that won't work either. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but hey. I'm up for it. I think it would be great. I love that version of Superman from what I've read. You know, I don't know a whole lot about him, but he really, I mean, he's just like Kal-El, uh, or, or the, the version that we have in, in Earth Prime, but he's just black, you know, which, which is the case for most superheroes too. You know, I think that's what's funny about, I don't know, when I think about changing the race of a, of a hero. I'm like, I mean, it really doesn't change him that much, except for, I guess, cultural. Culturally, it changes things. But ultimately, the hero stays the same. A hero is a hero. Anyway. Yeah. It uh, it, it has some picture. And it's got a lot of writers. I know there's a few writers from um, Black Panther that are on board with this. Uh, also, oh, what's his name? Drawing a blank. <sighs> this is going to kill me. He's currently uh, doing one of the runs for uh, Captain America. Oh, man. Now you, now you have my attention. But I've heard he's on board, too. Um, anywho. Uh, I'm trying to skim this actor, or this, this uh, article so fast I read the word actor. Um, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Anyway, the point is it's got a lot of really good... Uh, writers connected to it as well so lots of potential here for this so i would love to see it 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 will be a standalone um you know dc that's kind of the direction it seems like they're going with a lot of their stuff now is it's just going to be standalone movies like they're not really connected to a bigger world so it's um yeah so that's why they're giving them more freedom to do what it is that they want to do yeah well, and at the end of the day, too, if it gets to a point where, you know, some movies are successful and some kind of flop, they still have what I'm going to, to coin um, multiverse theory to where they could tie any of them together at any time. They could. You're right. So that's just it's the laziest story mechanism. But for something like this, if it's done well, it can work. It can. You're right. All right. Well, now to one of the biggest releases or reveals here lately 
is the Marvel movie releases that are going to be coming up for the next few years. The movies are back, baby. Yeah. And uh, so COVID is over. I'm kidding. It's not. Um, it's uh, it's still very much a thing. But uh, that's really how I felt about this uh, trailer teaser. I don't even know what you would call it, but it was the it was a a thing where you had like a voiceover of Stanley and just talking about how the movies just kind of bring everybody together and. You know, when you're in there together watching a film that you all love, you know, y'all are family. You know, your brother mm-hmm. and your sister, and they're with you watching this movie. And it's just, it's a it's a bonding event. And he's right. But Marvel was basically like, hey, so we're going to be releasing movies again. And it sounds like they're kind of saying it as like, nothing's going to stop us now. We're just going to crank them out. Here they yeah. come. Get ready. So when I watched it, the first thing I said when it was over was, oh, okay, so COVID's gone. (laughs) This was like the The, official announcement. (laughs) The first thing I immediately did, because at the end of it, they have it in like grid form, don't they? Yeah. I I immediately was like, yes, yes, no, maybe, yes, no, no. (laughs) Just like going through and picking out stuff. Yeah, so it's it's coming. It's coming, man. So let's get this rolling. Coming up first is, of course, Black Widow, July 9th. Something that should have come out so long ago. <laughs> Probably around July 9th of last year. Yeah, wasn't it originally scheduled for this month last year? Wasn't it May? Yeah, yeah. it was like May of 2020. Oh and my then gosh. 2020 happened. That's wild. So Black Widow... July 9th, Shang-Chi and his Ten Rings, coming out September 3rd, The Eternals, November 5th, Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, which, that one shocked me. That it's still this close? Yes. Yeah. I, because, you know, they just revealed the title just a few months ago, so I thought for sure, I was like, oh, okay, so probably next year but no december so i don't know will we get a multiverse i i don't i i seriously doubt but we'll come back to that um doctor strange in the multiverse of madness march 25th 2022 thor love and thunder may 6th 2022 black panther wakanda forever july 8th 2020 the marvels not Marvel, the Marvels. It sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> Meet the Marvels. <laughs> it's got a laugh, laugh track in the background. Yes. Yes. And then some. It was not filmed in front of a live studio a, audience. A celebrity guest com- comes in, and the crowd just goes, oh, and they cheer for like a solid minute. And, and the guest is just kind of like standing there awkward, awkwardly, like. It's not even a guest, it's just Bill Hader every time. <laughs> Uh, but he's pl- he's doing all of his impressions. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, November seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Did I say the date for the Marvels? I think I forgot. You, I think I sidetracked you. Yeah, November eleventh, twenty twenty two. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, 
May 5th, 2023, and then we don't know for sure when, oh, but you we're, saw it too. we're getting Fantastic Four Yes, in yes, 2023. So when we were, so my, my Tuesday night movie crew, we don't have a good name because none of us are really super creative about that aspect of it. Um, we watched the the big phase four reschedule announcement and I had to, I had seen it earlier in the day and I had her, I had her pause the video and I was like, okay, go at like one quarter speed and then I'll tell you why. Cause she just blew, she thought it was like phase four. Oh. And then she paused it, and I was like, what do you think that is? And she looked at me, she goes, they're getting the Fantastic Four. <laughs> and I was like, you're, you're dang right. <laughs> that's, that's a, it's what that four has to be, because it's not like they've done numerals for other phases. Right. Man. All right, let's, let's get into it. So, what do you want to start with? Um, I mean, I'm content just starting closest to us and working out okay so black widow july 9th they really haven't revealed really since the delay they haven't said anything else about this movie i am genuinely impressed and nothing has been released nothing has been talked about nothing has been leaked that's that's the thing that has me so impressed. And I'm also impressed because they have been revealing uh, character posters. I don't know if you saw this recently, John, but it caught my attention. They've been releasing character posters, and they'll release the character, and it says the character's name, but then it also says the actor who's playing the character. And they say it for each one, except for except. one. Can you guess which one that is? I'm gonna guess the new Black Widow. No. Is it the Red Guardian? No. Or Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Do we still not know who's playing Taskmaster? We do not. We We've s- never known who's playing Taskmaster. No idea. Oh, I didn't know that. That's incredible. Yes. That we still have we know we know that it's Taskmaster. Like that's that's pretty obvious. Right. You know, most of us uh by us I mean us nerds. Uh, most of us figured out pretty quick, like, oh, hey, that's Taskmaster. You know, we knew immediately. But they still have not revealed who's going to be playing him or her. He, he's always, the character has always been helmeted. Yeah. So it could be a her, could be a him. It could be anybody. We have no what idea. If, what if it's Renner? Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm very I, I'm super excited about this movie. I'm excited I, with with a side of caution. I I'm torn because I feel like it's kind of like um it's kind of a little bit of Rogue One syndrome for me in the sense of like this movie exists in a very defined time. And with Rogue One there aren't, like, those characters, none of them made it past Rogue One, so it's not like they were impacting later. And it's like, we know Natasha is going to survive the movie. That is a given. We know some of the other characters are going to be in other things. The Contessa from Falcon and Winter Soldier was originally supposed to debut in Black Widow. So she's somewhere pulling strings. Um, the new Black Widow, I can't remember her name to save my life. 
Uh, but she is rumored to be, I don't, I don't even know if it's rumored as much as just like understood to be in the new Hawkeye show. Oh, okay. So the only questions that I really have are what happens to Taskmaster and now who is Taskmaster and what happens to the Red Guardian? Yes, that is my question as well. There's new rumor that um, we might get to see the Russian version of the Avengers. Are they called the Comrades? I, it could be. <laughs> I don't even know, honestly. I just saw the tagline that said, Russian Avengers could make an appearance in Black okay. Widow. So there's that possibility. But yeah, hmm. still a lot of unknown with this so excitement level one to ten for this one for me i'm gonna say it's probably about a seven but it's building yeah i'm i'll admit i'm already at an eight for this one just because i i i'm i've been waiting for it for so long now when it first came out i can tell you my my excitement level was very low i was like okay not really sure how this fits but all right yeah sure and um so I was, you know, getting to see that. But then, you know, because it's been delayed and they keep revealing like little bitty things here and there, I'm getting a little more excited about it. Um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I really don't know anything about this character or plot. I don't either. Other than I think it's supposed to have the actual Mandarin in it. That's what I've heard. Which is the man? The character of the Mandarin is actually like a, a dastardly villain, um, who was kind of a, a red herring in Iron Man three, and I I'm trying to remember your stance on it from MCU and review, uh, but I know I was very disappointed. Well, it completely ruined the movie. Yeah, so I I hope that if the Mandarin is indeed a part of Shang Chi, I hope he's a big part. And a legitimate part. Me too. Me too. And a part of me is a little upset that the Iron Fist show did not um, pan out like we thought it would. And that those characters are no longer going to be used as far as we know. Um, Because from what I have read, Iron Fist does have a direct tie to Shang-Chi. So it is a little upsetting that uh, Danny Rand won't be making an appearance with him. Who's who's to say he won't, though? Because Marvel has yet to make the Netflix shows canon, so but they it, might be full resetting them as well. It could be, but as far as we know... and it, You're right. I mean, you are right that it could be setting up for Iron Fist showing up later, you know, in a few years, but... I mean, we do know that Netflix technically does have the rights to those characters for at least, I think it was like another four or five years. Okay. So it could be something they're building up to. We don't know for sure. But what's your excitement level for this? I'm going to say probably about a four with potential to build because it looks like it could be a solid kung fu movie. I'm sitting at about a six, just because I feel like the action for this movie is going to be a okay. lot of fun. That's I, fair. I may not enjoy the story as much, potentially, but I do feel like the action will be. I'm still growing into, like, 
turning around and Aquafina being in things. <laughs> yeah. So like the when when it was a, another Tuesday night, uh, we watched the Shang Chi trailer, and uh, Meg was like, "Is that is that Aquafina?" Because we had we had seen Raya and the Last Dragon not too long before that, and she is the Last Dragon. Um, and then she's just been kind of in a smattering of other things here recently. So it's just very, un- you just, she just keeps popping up. Yeah. She's, she's a big name right now. Getting a lot of attention. Yes. Being in the right place at the right time and the right movies and shows at the right time. There it is. That That is the key. <laughs> um, now the Eternals. I like Shang-Chi. I have no idea about these yeah, um, and same. and I know the movie actually takes place in the past. Is that right? It takes place over various periods of time, oh. is my understanding. Okay. Do you remember Cloud Atlas? Yes. That ambitious movie that like looked really cool, but I I mean I personally never ended up seeing it. I. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's gonna be kind of that same like traveling through time situation. Hmm. Okay. The thing that I'm most upset about with the Eternals is how little I care. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it's cast as full of people that are, I mean, not full of people that are enjoyable, but it has, like, Richard Madden and Kumail Nanjiani, right? Yeah. Those are the those are the, the ones that stick and, out to uh, me. And Angelina Jolie. Yeah, she's whatever. <laughs> she's a big name. She's absolutely a big name. Yeah. Oh, Kit Harrington is in it as well. You have my attention now. Big Kit Harrington fan. So, I mean, it's got some people. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I really don't understand it at all. And, okay, so you know how, like, normally they'll, like, list a whole bunch of characters. They'll say, oh, hey, these are the movies that are coming out. And you can kind of see, like, how they're going to fit together. But now it's mm-hmm. like, we have no idea. And I guess the other thing, too, so maybe we need to be, okay, so this is this is my thought, John. Okay. Tell me what you think. Maybe we need to not be so critical right now of some of these newer movies coming out because maybe we need to look at it more as like the phase one and phase two-ish of really mainly phase one of Marvel because they really are just kind of having to start over now. It's, it, it is a hard reset post infinity. Yeah. Because we were building up, building up, building up. And then we had the infinity war and now we are, we're done with that. Thanos is done. So now they got to start building up to something else. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're in the process of doing that again. And so I guess we really just have to go into it with fresh eyes and be like, okay, let's see what they're working on now. Let's see what they're building up to now. Because that's probably what's going to start being introduced in these movies starting, we're assuming, with Black Widow, is we're going to start to see what the bigger threat is. I don't know that it'll necessarily be Black Widow. Um, I don't think we're going to build towards the next big bad really until my personal guess would be dr strange okay um i know there have been rumors of kang in probably about half of these movies but kind of like you're saying i think we we should be in kind of a wait and see mindset um i also think 
specifically with the Eternals and to a lesser degree with Shang-Chi, this could be kind of um, Marvel Studios getting into movies that don't necessarily tie into the MCU as a whole. When it's like they exist in the same realm, but, I mean, are any of the Eternals Avengers? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Shang-Chi might have been an Avenger at some point, but he might be. they might be building towards secret Avengers or young Avengers and trying to broaden the scope that way. Yeah. So, so just getting enough people to fully flesh out multiple teams. Okay. Yeah, could be. Yeah, because it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. You know, because it, it's like yeah. the Guardians don't, they never play a part in, like, directly with the Avengers until Infinity War. Like, that was, like, the one and only time. Yeah. I don't know. And then, of course, then we wrap up the year this year with Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, which, as we know from the uh, everything that's going on and, and the people that we know that are going to be in it, there's probably going to be some universe jumping. Um, we're really pretty unsure about that. Also, we're unsure in how much it's really going to be involved. How much is really going going to be involved? Like, is he actually going to be there, or is it going to be more of like a glimpse and he's just passing through? kind of thing uh there's still a lot of questions with that one but uh we shall find out very soon i know they've been asking i saw gosh i hate interviewers asking um andrew garfield and uh willem dafoe and you know saying like have you been contacted by marvel what of course they can't answer that You know that. Why are you asking? I know they're hoping that they're going to slip up, but they're not going to slip up. No, they're... They know they're, that they I was will gonna be say, fired immediately. They will be hunted down and killed by Kevin Feige himself <laughs> if they let slip anything. I don't know why they're not still asking Tom Holland all of these questions. Yeah, no, right? He's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if somebody's going to slip up, it's going to be him or Ruffalo. That's right, yeah. So just, like, start asking Mark Ruffalo questions about projects he's not even associated with <laughs> and just see what happens. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, anyway, uh, there, there's really no telling what's going to happen with that, at least... Uh, concrete evidence so i my excitement level for no way home is right about through the roof (laughs) i'm so excited like i'm i'm on the wikipedia page reading like the i don't think you can link rumors to wikipedia pages because the internet is full of people who would be like no that's not truth take it down this is wikipedia we stand for truth um but confirmed cast not only has cumberbatch as strange it has Jamie Foxx as Electro. Yes, I did see that. From Amazing Spider-Man 2. And it has Alfred Molina. Yep. Doc Ock. I'm so excited. I also, I know this is not an original thought um, on my end at all, and I'm content with that. Um, but the subtitles of the Spider-Man movies, they really make me wonder what's going to happen in this one. Because it goes from Homecoming. Uh-huh which is Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, to Far From Home, when he is going around the world, to No Way Home, 
and he's doing like multiverse jumping. Is he going to get stranded in another in another universe? Or is he going to make it back and nobody else is there? And then the next movie will be Home Alone. I think, Jay, I think, sorry, Kevin Feige is at the door. Um, <laughs> if you don't hear anything more from me. Uh... <laughs> yeah. What what an or, ambitious or, crossover. Oh, 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 oh. They could, he, he could really not make it back and be stranded. And then the next movie could be Home Run. Hmm. <laughs> Because they got to keep home in the title. It's you know, true. They have to it's, do that. I you mean, have to do you, it. You got three in a row now. It is. It is now a trend. <laughs> Spider Man Four has Tim Allen. Spider Man Four Home Improvement. Oh oh oh! Yeah, my my excitement for this is like you, John. I'm 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 pretty excited. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We've talked about several times on this show. We both have, uh, we're excited about it and also terrified at the same time because they've openly yes. talked about it being a the closest thing to a horror movie in the the MCU. So it's it's going to be very intense. We also know that it's going to involve Scarlet Witch as well. So it could could end up going some very dark places. Do you have anything else to say about that one? I I mean, nothing that we haven't said before. I mean, uh, we haven't really had anything new come out other than the release day be confirmed. I, feel, I, f- I thought I'd just kind of speed through these since we're getting caught up on this, and we still got a whole Tenet movie to try to explain. Yes. Um, Thor, well, I mean, yeah. Thor Love and Thunder. I um, love this logo so dang much. Me too. The only it's so eighties. We really only know two things about this movie so far. One, Natalie Portman is making a return, which is really funny because she basically said a while back that she would never do another sci-fi movie, and yet here she is. Um, and then we also know that Russell Crowe is going to be playing Zeus, and that's really all we know. We really yeah, don't I'm, know anything else. I'm excited for Jane Foss Thor. There has been some... She got, she got buffed, didn't she? She did. Yeah, man. So. And we'll, uh, they have been, there have been some rumors that Throg might make a, a, uh, an appearance, which is um, a frog picked up a small piece of uh, Mjolnir... If I'm Mjolnir, Mjolnir. I can't say it. <laughs> I get tongue tied. Ner- nerd word of the day, Jay. It's uh, Thor's hammer. <laughs> Picks up a little piece of it, and he is worthy, and he becomes Throg Thor. Nah, give me, give me Beta Ray Bill, or give me Chris Hemsworth. There are no other Thors. I would take Throg. I would. I, I would. Um, are Throg and Spider Ham best friends? <laughs> They should be if they're. Not. I want that crossover. <laughs> can can Spider Ham please make an appearance? No way home. Oh, please! But it has to be John Mulaney, which would then make Into the Spider Verse canon, and we all know it should be. So yeah, I'm completely on board. <laughs> uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, man, I'm scared, man. There is one thing I have read about this, and it makes me nervous. Um. And I'm drawing a blank on his name. The guy that played Bilbo Baggins. 
Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, thank you. Martin Freeman did have an interview the other day, and they asked him specifically about this Black Panther movie. And he said he has seen the script, and he said the story is going to be very strange, but is going to be very fitting, is what he said. It has to be. That's all he said about it, so take that way you will. Of all of the movies, even more than Eternals, I'm scared for Black Panther Wakanda forever. Because even even if Chadwick Boseman had not passed away, it would still struggle to reach the heights that Black Panther did. And then getting behind the eight ball as much as they have, it's so it's gonna be near impossible to me to address that well and it not be the entirety of the movie. Yeah. Cause you can't do like a, like the opening 10 minutes. Oh, well T'Challa's dead moving on. You can't do that. It, it makes me wonder, John, if they're going to bring that up sooner. Like, is that something that's going to be brought up in another movie? Like where a something short happens to black Panther. Huh? Maybe like a short, like released outside of the movies. No, 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 no. Just like having Black Panther involved in another, in, but have him, I don't know. I, I just, because yeah, I mean, you're right. You can't just start a movie. Like, oh yeah, T'Challa's, like that's, you can't do that. You can't start it up like that. So I, I don't know. I'm very confused. Yeah, no, I, I am as well. Uh, moving on to the new MCU sitcom, The Marvels. <laughs> I... I have I'm no, intrigued. I I'm going to be honest. I will see this movie um but more out of curiosity than than anything else. Yeah. Because it's going to have Kamala Khan, it's going to have Monica from WandaVision and then it's going to have Carol. So it, again, it's just a matter of who the big bad is going to like who's the villain of this movie. This is another one where I feel like you could rumor Kang uh Kang the Conqueror being in it. Um, you could rumor him being in probably just about any of these because he's that level of big bad. Um, excitement level is pretty low, but higher than Eternals. I mean, even my excitement for Marvel, um, for Captain Marvel was not particularly high. I mean, it was, it was pretty low for that. And then even the finished product, I thought... I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I thought she's a pretty good hero, very strong. But other than that, I didn't really have any other thoughts about it. Uh, so for them to be making one with her and Miss Marvel and Bandwidth or whatever her name is, Photon. Is that it? <laughs> I think I think Monica's name actually is Photon. Okay, I made up band. I, I didn't know what. I remember she saw all the different vision things so i was like is there is there a superhero named bandwidth there's gotta be there's gotta be (laughs) list of marvel here wikipedia has not let me down yet (laughs) well moving on from that we have ant-man and the wasp quantum mania um yeah i don't know about this one either especially after the last ant-man and wasp i just didn't enjoy it that much 
So I, I will see it. Um, I'm like a, a mid-level excitement on it, mainly because like Ant-Man, I feel like was one of the more unheralded movies of of when it came out, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp was, I mean, somewhat important in the establishing how like the quantum realm and and how to applying time travel it to and... yeah applying yeah. that to end game um but i'm curious as to quantumania's place like what its role is yeah good so question i think that's gonna be that's gonna be more my thing than anything else yep guardians of the Ga- galaxy volume three kind of the same deal for that i'm, I'm excited to see another guardians of the galaxy i wish it wasn't so far out i feel like that's one that they really probably could have picked up sooner um but then of course everything that happened with james gunn i think is really what pushed that back more than anything else yeah which i i also saw that um didn't they rehire him or did i make that up he's back yeah okay good I saw Dave, I thought I saw somewhere Dave Batista is done after Guardians Three. I did see that, yes. And I just, I don't know, man. Guardians One was so good, but I feel like I got burned by Guardians Two. Yeah, I agree. Because like it had moments, but on the whole, I would say it's a bad movie. I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. So I feel like my my stance on Guardians Three is going to be incredibly influenced by the new Suicide Squad movie. Hmm. Because okay. since since James Gunn made the new Suicide Squad movie, I feel like it's going to be a lot of like, you know, is he going to spend all of his like all of his creative ammunition so to speak on this where he has a little bit more freedom with the R rating or is he going to hold stuff back knowing Guardians can be such a cash cow? Yeah. So if I'm disappointed by Suicide Squad, I will be more excited for Guardians 3. Okay. And then if, you know, on the flip side, if I really enjoy Suicide Squad, I'm going to worry that much more about Guardians 3. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That makes sense. And then, of course, we have Fantastic Four, which, you know, you know, at this point, anything that's being said about it is just rumor and just taking guesses at what's going to happen. Uh, but I do know that as far as the future of the MCU, we have talked a little bit about like what's going to happen, where are they going from here, who's going to be the next big bad, who's going to be the next Thanos that's uh, they're they're going to be facing. I honestly believe that it's not going to be a external like bad guy from out there somewhere i think it's going to be internal i think it's going to be the x-men so I you think, think they're they're building up to avengers first x-men yes okay i think they're building up to x yep x-men verse and i and i don't think they'll call them x-men i think they'll just call them mutants Okay. Until they're more established, but I think that will be the end goal is it will be mutants versus the Avengers. Okay. Um so what would you think about maybe building towards something like the Thunderbolts or Norman Osborn's Avengers where yeah. the seat like and then Secret Avengers and kind of building that way? No, I I, I would like that too. Yeah. Because I mean that's one of the big big spider-man characters that hasn't been introduced yet through two movies is the osborns 
Yeah, that's true. So I feel like after No Way Home, we might know a little bit more. I think so. Yep. Well, good deal. Well, that is the future of the MCU. Um, Deep breaths, everybody. Deep breaths. The Bad Batch. Um, We'll go over this really fast, really quick. We've had two episodes, at least at the time of this recording, which has been Aftermath and Cut and Run. The first episode was an hour long, which was exciting. I had kind of hoped that they would all be an hour long, but of course they were not. Um, It starts up with the Clone Wars logo, and then it burns away and becomes the Bad Batch. Uh, It also starts like the Clone Wars started, where you had the uh, narrator at the beginning. The uh, sounds like a 1930s radio broadcaster. Yeah. But um, then the second episode, though, didn't have that, which I was actually kind of glad that that wasn't yeah. there anymore. It was definitely, I feel like the, the beginning, especially of the first episode, is more of a bridge from Clone Wars to establish the Bad Batch as its own entity. Yeah, definitely. I will say it started off with an amount of controversy, Jay. I don't know if you knew this. So, as much of a cameo as you can have in an animated show, um, the Bad Batch starts with Order 66 almost immediately. Yes. Um, So, the clones turn on a Jedi and her apprentice, and the apprentice ends up getting away, and did you happen to catch who the apprentice was? That was Kanan. That was Kanan Jarrus from Star Wars Rebels. (laughs) And the, the controversy is apparently in one of the comic book series, he remembers the moment differently. Ah, okay. So it's just kind of started the the casual, well, as casual as a Star Wars argument can be, um, which one is it? And I feel like the, the common denominator is, it's the theory of the unreliable narrator. Yes. Because obviously a Kanan comic book is going to be from his perspective, so he's going to remember events one way, and the Bad Batch is more or less from the clone's perspective, so Hunter would remember it a certain way. Yes. Was it vastly different? Do you know that? I I don't, honestly, because I haven't read... I, I would read a Kane and Jarrus comic book series. I have not found a Kane and Jarrus comic book series. Okay. Yes. It was definitely Kanan, though. I, in fact, um, my son was the one who pointed it out first. He said, I think this guy might be Kanan because he sounds a little bit like him. Mm-hmm. I was like, he could be. And then we saw his lightsaber. And that's yeah. when I was like, ah, it is Kanan. You're right. Yeah. So, the lightsaber was absolutely what did it for me. Yeah, it was a it was a dead giveaway. But it makes me, do you think he's going to play a part later? I don't think so. I don't. I want him to. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't think he will. Yeah, I want him to as well, but the way that he reacted with the clone troopers in the Rebel series makes me think that he's probably not going to come back. Or if he does, he won't be on their team. <laughs> I feel like if he comes back, it's definitely going to be the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, um hmm 
So basically, we figure we find out the okay. So this series is going in the direction that I really hoped it would, and it's showing us the transition from clone troopers to stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Because we do know that clones are not being used during the Civil War. We know that for a fact. Um, so we are now getting to see like how that transition happened and what went down to change that. Um, so we get Tarkin is a main player in this series. Gosh, I'm so glad he's back to being a villain again. Me too. It was so uncomfortable with him in Clone Wars being like, I know how your story ends, and I don't much care for it. Yep. Um, We meet a new character, another altered clone named Omega. She's very Australian. Very. (laughs) (laughs) That was my my immediate reaction. More so than, oh, a female clone. That hasn't been done yet. It was immediately like, oh, she's very Australian. (laughs) Or it, it could have been New Zealand. She did, but I think it was. Just uh, Oceana in general. But she's going to have some sort of special part played because, and, and what brings uh, attention to that was actually, um, they meet up with a clone that we actually see in the first or second season of Clone Wars that ends up saving somebody and stays with that person. And turns away from being a clone. Like he doesn't want to be a a soldier. A soldier, yeah. And so he stays behind. And so he comes back. And we also know that Rex has been by there as well. And um, so he's still, you know, obviously still alive. And uh, and is trying to stay in hiding. Um, Could we see Rex again? I think it is very possible. Um, I would say borderline likely. Yes, I was about to say. Probably uh, most likely. Um, Man, what else? Um, Oh, we find out uh, that what I was going to get to was this this clone, and I believe his name is is Cut. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. And uh, he says that, um, he said, well, she's got to have a purpose. And he was in... in, uh, And he was like, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, each of you are altered in some way that makes you special. So she also must have been altered in some way to make her special. And so part of your journey with her is going to be trying to figure out what it is that makes her special. So it's a good question. Yeah. I have a theory. I texted John the theory, but... You have a bold theory. I do. (laughs) Jay's, Jay's theory is that Omega's role not just in the Bad Batch, but in the grand Star Wars Skywalker saga, is that Omega is Rey's mother. You heard it here first. From me. (laughs) So if I'm right, if I'm right, I'm going to be amazed. because You're going to be telling everyone that you were right on a Star Wars theory for 50 years. (laughs) So my reasoning for that, why I say that, just to kind of so everybody understands why I say that is I really don't think Palpatine had a secret lover somewhere. I just don't see that happening. I don't know if you've looked at the guy, but I don't think that was happening. 
So I think what he ended up doing was, is he was like, what if I made an altered clone of myself that could carry on my legacy, could carry on the the force will abilities and everything. And so I think he made a female to, you know, to be able to bear children. And so I think that that's what Omega was created for. And she just happened to get away with these other clones. So my wonder is, is she going to discover? And I think this will confirm my theory for me is if later on in the series, she starts being force sensitive in some way. Okay. Okay. Maybe not full blown Jedi, but sensitive, but sensitive. I could see that. So uh, there you go. My my talking point, and it's not even really a theory because there's no there's no end point to have with it, is with the Bad Batch, their names are a reflection of their abilities. So Hunter tracks very well. Wrecker is physically imposing, very strong. Tech is um, probably the most on the nose. Um, he's he's technologically gifted, and Crosshair is the sniper of the team. So. It my my wonder is what role does her name Omega mean other than the end? So that's my curiosity. I have no I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Two episodes in, and I have no idea what her large scale purpose is. So on that sense, I really do hope you're right because that'd be a heck of a theory. And I just think you know that's that's a question that I think most of us were left with at the end of the Skywalker saga was, it was like, okay, well, like how did that happen? Yeah. You know? So I think this would be a good way to explain it. And, and at the end of it, I would kind of be like, Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So anywho. So, uh, first two episodes, one to 10, Jay, what is your, uh, what is your one to 10 ranking? Both of them together together yeah okay um i put it at a first one was really good everything i had hoped for uh so that that one i would rate really high but then the second one was a little slower but at the same time it it built more into like what they're going to be doing and moved the story forward um and gave them a purpose right so i'm gonna put it at a seven that's yeah, I completely agree. Um, the first one is is like you said, it's everything you want it to be. It hooks you, and then the second episode is like, all right, while we've got you, let's give you some backstory. Yes, and it's just like, it's like the the first one is you are motoring, you are going right at maybe marginally ahead of the speed limit if you're a rebel, and then you're like, oh, the light's green, the light's green. And then the second episode is like the light turns yellow and then it turns red right before you get to the intersection for, for our U S listeners. Those are our traffic. I don't feel like I have to explain those. Those are ubiquitous across culture. <laughs> That's um, true. Pe- people somehow understand America. Well, I feel like, I feel like people who don't live in the U S understand them better than people who live in the U S do, which is kind of an indictment on, on us as drivers. <laughs> But that's a that's a conversation for a different time. Um, it it just slams on the brakes, and it's like all this like 
fast-moving momentum that you had, gone. We're going to do backstory. So I'm hoping it picks up with episode three. I expect it will. Um, we'll know by the time this episode comes out. Uh, so That's right. <laughs> so that's that's kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, I would, I would absolutely give it a seven out of ten as well, the first two episodes. Yeah, but basically, I mean, to, to kind of summarize just real quick, what happens is, is uh, Tarkin is going to test these clones to see, like, are clones still applicable? Is it going to be worth the money spending to make these clones? And so he sends the this bad batch to, um, to uh, a mission, and they essentially fail their mission. They fail because they don't kill these humans these people because they're they're expecting droids and it, and they're humans it's the beginning of the rebel alliance a civil war is starting and um they don't kill them because they're like they're people you know the war's over we're not going to kill people and uh and because of that they take crosshairs and uh they um turn the chip on in his brain and they basically control him make him into a weapon and um Basically, essentially, he's the first shadow trooper, and uh, and so they go on the run because of that. But that's basically, but yeah. So check it out. Disney Plus comes out on Fridays, and onward to the main event. Tenet, twenty twenty, a movie by Christopher Nolan. Oh gosh. Jay, can you try and explain this movie? Because um, I can't. Just straight up, I can't explain this movie. Okay. So, <laughs> basically, there's this guy who is already a secret agent, basically. And they say, hey, there's this uh, place you need to go to because we've got this mission for you and it's really going to intrigue you. He's like, okay. So he goes and... Uh, he discovers that there is a metal that has been created in the future, or not a metal, but a um, just a way to reverse the flow of time in objects so that they r- run backwards to us instead of forwards. Um, so time is no longer linear in these objects because they go the opposite direction. And so in order to control these objects, you actually have to think about, you have to tell your brain to the opposite thing for it to happen. For example, there is a bullet on the table and he wants to pick it up. He can't. So if he tells his brain to drop the bullet instead, the bullet then bounces all over the table and shoots up into his hand because and he's holding it. So there's the first mind blower of the <laughs> And it just it just spirals out of control from there. So basically they f- they find out that there's a machine and they can go into this machine and when they go into it when you come out the other side your what did they call I'm drawing there was a name for when you went backwards. And was it the upside down? Wrong thing. Um, plot. Inverted? Inverted, thank you. So you become inverted. Uh, so basically they just discover that time travel is possible. You go to this machine and you move 
you think you're moving or you feel like you're moving forwards, but really you're moving backwards. So you're doing everything right at everybody else at the same time, though, like you feel like you don't feel the wind, even though the wind to the south, you feel it. I don't know. I was and the birds are flying backwards. It was something. So basically time travel is possible because like, let's say you reached a point and then like, oh, wait, I'm going to go back two days ago. So you can go in this little machine and then you go backwards. What you think is forwards. But the only downside of that is that you actually have to travel two days to get to i don't know i this this movie so i I'm, i will bleep this out <laughs> but i finished this movie and and I, I i i grasped the concept i think i don't know i sneezed at about minute 40 and then i lost the whole uh, I, I missed something in that sneeze yeah well i mean it sounds about right yeah it's a it's a christopher nolan movie and um i don't even know what that oh i, fin- I finished up the movie and i text john immediately it's like the f- did i just watch <laughs> like that was... i mean yeah it was like huh because <laughs> spoilers heavy spoilers here the the movie ends and you find out that the guy that he's been working with the whole time who's played by actually robert pattinson who's gonna be playing i was uh, very batman impressed. yeah um he it plays a guy named neil and neil you find out was actually somebody that the main character who we never get his name his name is protagonist um, i love that by the way <laughs> i love that he is known as the protagonist yes so protagonist and and neil are friends in the future or at least what's protagonist's future it's actually neil's past and this was neil's last mission but was protagonist's first mission and so now the rest of the time they're gonna be so it it was just it was it was so confusing and just all over the place. And then you find out that like the whole time, like you're so all this stuff is happening throughout this whole movie. And you're like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Like what? Why? Why? And he keeps asking people too, like, who's your employer? Who's got you doing this? Who's in, and nobody's answering any questions. Like, it's just like this cat and mouse game. He's just going around in circle and nothing is, and then he finds out it was actually him from the future that put him into this mission in the first place. And so he's the one that's been like pulling the strings all along. And it's like, what? That was the craziest reveal to me. So that was, that helped a lot when they said that at the end. Then I was like, oh, okay, now it all makes sense. Except for the one thing that still does not make sense to me. How come this guy killing himself was going to end the world? How did that work? I I don't know. (laughs) That was the one thing that I was like, okay, this is like, you're trying to stop this guy from killing himself because if he kills himself, the world ends. But why? Why does this cause? I, I don't know. And so that's... I, so I, I saw this movie when it released in the fall and I watched it. I thought this would help. I don't know why I thought this would help. I watched it at like 1.25 speed. 
and I somehow understand it less now <laughs> than I did the first time I saw it. Oh my gosh. But I remember the last movie that I saw where it just full on stops and then you you get it, the credits and all that. The last time where it stopped and I just remember thinking like, what? <laughs> the last movie that I did that to this degree before Tenet was Inception 10 years ago. Mm. The first time I saw Inception was mind-blowing. And this is that same experience for me 10 years later. Okay, but for me, the what that was said at the end of Inception was was a what that was that was could be defined as so what really happened was it was more like a almost like more of like a whoa you know that kind of kept you guessing you know at the end like did the top actually fall over did it not like that's the that's the what but for this one it was more of a what like huh what 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 am i what did i just watch I think that's fair. So that's what it was for. Um, the action sequences were really cool. The The movie won an Oscar for visual effects, which it very much earned that because it was... Uh, the visuals were incredible. I, I really would love to... Say, you know what? I, <laughs> this is terrible to say. Okay, this will just tell you what I think about this movie, too. I think that the documentary about how they made this movie would be more interesting than the movie itself. I think that's entirely fair. <laughs> uh, you know, just to see like the camera work and all that kind of stuff, I'd be like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I'm never going to watch it again, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like this is the type of movie that I could see like once a year in hopes to understand it. And then never understand it. This is one of those movies that I also feel will be a cult classic later. Like, it'll resurface a few years from now, and people will be, it'll probably be like our kids, and they'll be like, oh, have you seen this movie? It's one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen, and the, and the concept, and the visuals, and all that. I mean, we, we kind of thought that about um, Interstellar. Yeah, there was kind of this same like Nolan has this reputation really since um, Inception, in my opinion, um, because the Dark Knight put him on the map as a as the directing power he was. He made incredible movies before the Dark Knight. Don't get me wrong. He did the Prestige too, didn't he? He did the Prestige. He did Memento. Memento, um, that's right. But he wasn't really a household name until after. The right. Dark Knight, so he gets the household name factor, he has the name recognition, he gets bigger budgets. Yeah. So he gets the big budget for Inception, he gets the big budget for Interstellar, he gets it for Tenet, and I don't know, man. Like, I think I think they're going to go down very well in, in film history, they're going to be very well regarded, but I'm just not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... I mean, visually, he he does a lot of amazing things visually. He's a little bit like um, James Cameron in that he, he works so hard in his visual stuff that sometimes the movie can get lost 
in the visuals. That's how I felt about Interstellar. Like, the visuals for that movie are incredible. Even the music is really cool as well. But the story kind of gets lost a little bit. And that's how I felt about this one as well. I think that's fair. It, I, uh, part, part of it definitely get, gets lost in how it is that you lose track of what it is. Yes. Or when it is. <laughs> the, the concept of nonlinear time is so mind-blowing to me. And like I've genuinely thought about it before. Because you think about time, time is beginning to end. But what if it's not? Right. And it's like, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. I mm, I want to like this movie so bad, but I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it, was, it was almost too... Because with Inception, for example, it was pretty easy to grasp, okay, they're hacking dreams is, is basically what they're doing. They're hacking dreams. But with this one, it was like, it's not just a simple time jump or a time loop or a altering the flow of time like there was so much more to it that i didn't even understand and that honestly i don't even think protagonist understood either because even at the very end of the movie you get to like the final battle of the movie and he's still talking to the um uh one of the soldiers about what's going to happen or or how the other team is going to do something if they hadn't done something yet. And even the soldier, like the generals, like when are you going to accept the fact that time is not linear right now? Like, or time is not linear for them or something like that. I think is what he said, because for the other team, they're, they're the ones that are inverted. I don't know. It was, (laughs) it was something. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, And then, and then somebody from the future. And then it's like, you know, did all this stuff and you're like, well, who from the future? And you never see them. And for some reason they have these machines, but you're like, where did the machines even come from? Why are they here? How did they get here? What's going on? (laughs) No one knows. No one has any idea what's going on. So by that, if you want to watch a movie, which is a 150 minutes, so right at two and a half hours long, and you want to walk away from a movie having no idea what you just saw, 10 out of 10. 100% recommend. Uh, if you want to understand a movie, I mean, I'll give I'll give our listeners some credit because uh, they have taste. You know, they listen to us. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to give you like a 2 out of 10 chance to understand this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do understand it, reach out to us um, because we have a very like... I've been, I've been using this word all day to describe concepts that I don't understand. I have a very ethereal understanding of this movie. And even that might be giving myself too much credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... I, I think another reason why I didn't like it was it felt like a chore to have to watch this movie. Like, once I started... Like, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I was excited to watch it. And I sat down and was like, yeah, all right, this is going to be great. And then, like, 20, 30 minutes in, I was thinking, Oh gosh, I really got to pay it, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> like all the little details, which some of it, I, I do have to admit, I figured out pretty quick. Like when uh, Neil pulls the mask off the guy that they're fighting in the uh, Freeport 
and he shoves him down the hallway and you don't get to see him after he pulls the mask off and he runs away, immediately I knew that that had to be the protagonist, that he just took the mask off. Yeah. Something else. <laughs> yeah. I, mm, I want to watch it again, but I also don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Once was enough for me. Yeah. Well, um, as far as number scale goes, um, would you want to do? Would you want to do a Nolan scale? Uh, could we do? Let's see. Is there a low end of a Nolan scale? I mean, Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises would be would be it for me. Dark Knight Rises was not a good movie. No. See, yeah, we can rate him on a. This has me curious. Nolan scale, uh, filmography. I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm putting this one at the low. Okay. No. Yes. Yep. I'm putting it at the low. This is so tricky for me because the Nolan scale is so top heavy. So I feel like this has to be like on a scale for for me personally, on a scale of the Dark Knight Rises to the Dark Knight, it's like right around the Dark Knight Rises. And it's not that I think it's bad. I don't think it's good, but I don't think it's bad. I just don't understand it. That's my that's my biggest struggle with this movie, man. I don't know what's going on. It was too complicated. Yes. You know, there are, you know, Nolan is good at making his plot complicated and, you know, only giving you bits and pieces and then giving you the full picture at the end, you know, and then you kind of get to see like, hey, were you really paying attention? Did you really know what was going on? You know, so, that you know, I can respect that. But then you have the this where it's just like it's so complicated that even if you sat there and paid attention, you're still going to be very confused. Yeah. So that's where I'm. Yeah. It's a it's a cautious recommend for me. Yeah. So I put it at the lowest. Yeah, I I agree. But we want to hear from you listener so you can reach out to us and let us know what you think because uh, we love to hear feedback from uh everything that we review and uh, if you have any requests uh we had somebody recently they kind of want us to review another anime because it was something that forced them to step out of their comfort zone um so we might end up doing that again uh, looking at another anime movie I've recently acquired one that I saw when I was younger and it is widely regarded. I know we said this about Akira as well. Um, it's widely regarded as one of the best anime movies of all time. Okay. It is Princess Mononoke. Okay. Yes, we could do I would that. Be, I would be absolutely on board to watch that again. Okay. Um, so that, that might be our next review. Uh, we... But yeah, if you want to reach out to us, there are several ways. You can reach out to us by our email. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can also send us a little comment card on our website. They didn't ask us pod.com. You can also, while you're there, listen to of our episodes. You can also see little bios about ourselves. And then there are links to our Facebook page and our Instagram as well. Uh, our Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, that's actually where we post most of the news stories that we come across or videos, trailers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then also we post, um, which it didn't go up till 
today, actually. So that was my bad. I, I meant to post it earlier. But um, you would have seen what we were going to review before the episode was released so that you could watch it and listen to it the day that it uh, comes out. Uh, so that uh, you can follow us on Facebook. And then, of course, you can follow us on Instagram at They Didn't Ask Us and um, see what we're up to there. We really don't do a me. Um, you can follow my own Instagram if you would like at the nerd is underscore in and you can uh, follow me on there and I, I post a lot of stuff. <laughs> Do those Instagram things. He, he Instagrams real hard. I filter those pictures, man. <laughs> those those pictures of food and or family and or pets, I'm sure are very Instagram. Yes. And John has a few ways you can follow him if you would like to do that. I do. Um, Jay I, Mueller three eight. Jay Mueller eight three three two. Eight three three two. I get the numbers mixed up. That's it happens, and I real it was my thought very early on. It's been my gamer tag online for years, because um, I figure at this point everybody needs to have a mishmash of numbers on their on their names. No one gets original names anymore. So I just yeah. picked mine early, and I'm running with it. Um, I don't know that I announced it on the last episode. I feel like I did, but I might not have. Um, the end of May, May 27th into May 28th, I am doing a 24-hour charity stream. What? For a, a local charity some friends of mine run called Kickin' It 615. All about bringing soccer to underprivileged areas of uh, uh, Nashville specifically. That's pretty um, cool. So I'm very excited for that. Um, I hope to have a graphic made sometime soon um, with donation incentives, giveaways, things like that. So that's uh, that's what's coming down the pike for me. Nice. And again, as Jay said, if you have something, you enjoy something that we've talked about or you, something you want us to talk about, definitely, definitely let us know. Um, I, I love hearing from friends that either reach out to our our channels or me directly and just like oh i really like that you did this so feedback 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 please thank you i appreciate all of you yes we do well thank you so much for following us and uh check back with us in two weeks and until then nerd out thank you for listening to another episode of they didn't ask us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we would love to hear from you. You can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a longtime listener, if you enjoy what we are doing, please take a moment after the show, give us a review, and also give us a rating. Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.